Nicole. And I am Kelsey. She is not one of the other hosts. <laughs> I don't know how she got in here. But this week we're going to be talking about the Banshee. Uh, Heck yeah. Yeah. From video games, movies, Irish folklore. You kind know of the just, one. Just lore in general. Yeah. Both of us are really excited to talk about this one as our first one. Well, and by both of us, I really mean me. I feel like at some point we need to have a suite of like screaming women in lore <laughs> because they're just like all over the place and I'm like really into it. Eventually we'll have an army of screaming women. Yeah, it's a trope. Let's go with it. So, one of the. I meant in real life. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so. Um, one of the main reasons why we're doing this one first is because you have a personal story. Yeah. Um, back in 2008, I moved to Ireland for about a year and I lived in an apartment and I had roommates from around Ireland who were from, uh, County Wexford and I don't know where one of them was from. County Kildare, but I don't know where the hell. That's where we lived. Um, and then one of my roommates was from Roscommon and he's like, yeah, I'm from like a one of the other farm towns on the on the west side of Ireland and um, we had one night it was like raining and it was windy and we had a, a deteriorate deteriorated there you go castle um, close to our apartment um, and he I would say my roommate from Roscommon was probably the most superstitious, uh, but he was just like, I'm super not going outside. And I was like, why? He's like, I don't know. The Banshee could be out there. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the Banshee going to do? And I was like, is she going to come get you? And he's like, no, she's going to yell at me. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, but it's... Nothing but, scarier than a woman yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, no, she'll, she'll scream and then like somebody in my family will die. And I was like, the hell are you talking about? Um, and then... So I was just like, cool, I'm not going outside. I don't want to get yelled at. Um, which, maybe that's just how Irish parents raise their children. Oh, like, just to not go outside. Don't go outside. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, it's, I, a, yeah. it's an effective maneuver. I don't want to get yelled at. Um, but my roommate from Roscommon was like, yeah, like years ago, uh, there was a, a cemetery by town that uh, had a light emitting from it every evening. And no one investigated it because they were like, well, it's just a cemetery. Like, we don't need to... We don't need to go out there. It's fine. Uh, just the light in a cemetery. Yeah, it's just the light. They were like, well, it's probably a ghoul or something. Um, but they were the town was afraid it was a banshee. So they were like, well, if we don't investigate it, it it's not an issue. Like, no one gets screamed at. That's um, not how this works. Okay, oh. well, it, it's also not my story. Yeah, so that's true. I guess it is now. But uh, I guess this went on for weeks, and eventually... Uh, someone was walking by the cemetery like early evening as the sun was going down and they saw a gentleman walk in and he just had a lantern that he sat on top of a tombstone and he would read. And so this whole town was afraid of a banshee. Goth as fuck. That yeah. Goth as fuck. But this whole town was afraid of a gentleman reading a book thinking that it was a woman that was going to scream at him. But also at the same time, like, who carries around a lantern? You know what I mean? I mean, like, but a lantern could also be one of those like giant flashlights. I guess. You know the one. But also, like, that's goth as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, I always have him reading, like, uh, William Shakespeare. Or, like, William Blake or something. Yeah. Something but, like, very romantic. Because, like, I know, like, Shakespeare obviously, obviously he's a vampire. Ain't goth. But, like, I always think of him, like, reading, like, Midsummer or something. 
so yeah, that was my my first real experience outside of video games. Uh, a banshee um, being potentially in my my midst, and we're not here to discredit the accounts of a town or people out there. Uh, banshees are persistent through history. Yeah. If we're going to jump into the history uh, lesson of this, I, I, mean, can, I can take the reins. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to my resources, they've been present since the 8th century. Um, but I thought it was very interesting because as I was reading, it's not that this is a lore that was written down or it's not... Yeah, like it's not like Grimm's fairy tales-esque where it came out of a novel or... You know, Dracula, even vampires, like that came from written sources. But banshees didn't seem to. It came more from personal experience or people telling their kids, don't leave the house at this time because the banshees are out in the graveyard. Um, so I thought that was cool from a historical perspective. But yeah, so 8th century through current day, it's something that's still believed in a lot of um, the kind of British Isles, Ireland, Scotland. Um, the UK, that's kind of where it's prevalent. But what's actually pretty interesting is that the this this creature, the Banshee, is connected to specific lineages. So what I found is that it they usually kind of haunt families whose name starts with Mac or O, kind of like old Irish and Scottish lineages. But it follows them. So it, there's accounts of banshees in the United States because it kind of just follows a family as opposed to being a situational Which is interesting, too. Spirit. Like, listening to other podcasts recently, there was a discussion about, you know, uh, I think they were talking about, like, fairies and leprechauns. Um, and they were talking about, like, do, do they just pre-exist in locations and like you know the people who are yeah Yeah. people who are aware of them identify them as such or do they potentially travel with those who believe Mm -hmm. or who know of them um so like how the conversation was coming from like native americans have their own deities from like the forests and the plains and everything and then you have people from ireland coming over and what they might identify as some form of um plant spirit or fairy, using our terms, um, someone might be like, oh, that's potentially a leprechaun. Mm. But like, like same, how, like, same person, person, quote unquote, yeah. different word. And it was just a really interesting conversation. I don't know which, which side I, I'm on other than like, how fucking cool is that? Yeah. And, but the, that's also getting into my theory on like cryptozoology. So we don't need to jump into that whole thing but I just thought that was really interesting of like cool like if I'm moving from like southern Italy coming to America what what potentially other baggage am I bringing outside of my clothes really cool baggage right um yeah so I I think that connects really well to the banshee because it it's a cultural I mean most of them are cultural spirits but it it it's not rooted in place. I mean, frequently they're found in graveyards, but that's kind of the only thing that it's linked to. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. So just to kind of explain what a banshee is, well, first off, um, the traditional spelling is actually B-E-A-N-S-I-D-H-E. Bean, it's basically bean, and then sidhe is what it looks like, but it's pronounced banshee. 
Um, she, in that perspective, um, or in that use, actually references an otherworldly being. So in Ireland and uh, the kind of the British Isles, the she or the playful, almost like what we know of as fae. Um, not playfuls in Tinkerbell, <laughs> but tend to, they tend to be tricksters. They tend to be, they're just otherworldly beings that can go back and forth between the worlds. Um, another term to use is demon, but not demon as we know in the like Christian way. It's an otherworldly being, usually spelled D-A-I-M-O-N. Yeah, so banshees come from that, that kind of lineage. Um, an otherworldly woman or a woman of the mounds, which are burial mounds in this regard. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. In Scottish lore, it translates to keening woman, keening being the like active grieving of a death, like the screaming and crying that comes from grief. Um, they also have more of a tradition of her being a washerwoman, which we'll get into when we talk about the, the like looks of a banshee. Um, I want to just circle back to, what was it, Lady of the Mounds? Yeah. So um, Ireland, for sure, has, uh, they're called uh, tumulus or uh, tumuli, which are like just mounds and they're like uh, like burrows kind of they're like passage tombs but not in the way that cairns are so uh the tumuli are like like earthen being moved to like cover a place where like the cairns are like cool we have stone structures underneath or on the exterior so like if you think of like newgrange or um now this kind of its own thing but i believe there's a passage tomb there but it also looked like it was like a like dormitories as well um, but if you think of that, the Banshee is the Lady of the Mounds, and those are passage tombs in a lot of ways. I mean, I guess they could be burial spaces, but I, I like thinking her, of her as, like, yes, she's a creepy, screaming woman, but, like, the Tuatadan, which are the, the, the tribe of the gods, are, like, the pre-Christian um, settlers in Ireland, not settlers, they fucking live there. The people there. Basically um, like the pa- the pagan pre-Christian yeah. tribes. Um, <laughs> like the passage tombs, like Newgrange, they were passage tombs. So if someone passed away and like on, what is it, the solstice mm-hmm. in September, I guess, they they bring people in there for the light to like bring them into the afterlife and then I think they're buried. I could be wrong on that, but I know I that it's... the equinox, but... Oh, fuck. I can't remember. It's fine. The September light show from the <laughs> oh sky. My God. <laughs> um, I'm not nervous. You're nervous. Um, but I thought I'm that not was a, cool. I'm not an absolute pagan and have yeah. been in this world for forever. I don't know. When's an equinox? I don't know. That, the <laughs> shit in the sky goes crazy. Um, but I have been in Newgrange, and it, it was, um, it, one, you have a bunch of, like, 17 and 1800s, like, fucking graffiti on the walls but uh it was really cool like the passage narrows as you go in but like it's just the place for people to be there in their like transitory state into mm-hmm. the afterlife yeah um so bring that back to the banshee i think that's really cool if she's the lady of the mounts or the cairns which is whether basically it, a tomb yeah like, but i like a it, passage tomb. yeah i like thinking of her as like that guardian of that space like uh-huh. yes she's a screaming woman yeah but like of, of her particularly watching that transitory state space mm-hmm. versus 
the mound or the cemetery where I feel like yeah. that's a very stagnant energy mm-hmm. hypothetically because they're at rest mm-hmm. and then she's just making a scene. But like for her to, I, I think there's something really beautiful of if it's in the context of the passage too, as like well, heralding. Well, that's what I actually find really kind of frustrating about the image of a Banshee is so like they're not the, they're not the murderer, so to speak. Like, so the whole premise of a banshee is that if you hear a banshee cry, someone in your family is about to die. That's the kind of like oh, fuck. the big thing of yeah. a banshee. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are the harbingers of death. I mean, they're kind of like a psychopomp. They're the person that brings you over, yeah. that warns you. So they are this kind of passage tomb gatekeeper. Which I find really, like, I mean, I know that I'm in those worlds, and I know that I work with, like, underworld stuff, but it's, like, I think that's incredibly beautiful, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's the same, I mean, this is going to be a theme throughout everything, but it's the idea that, like, Hecate is misinterpreted, or everyone's terrified of her, and it's, like, no, she is the one that brings you from life to death. It's a beautiful thing, not this terrifying thing. But, I mean, not everyone is, like, a death witch. So, (laughs) um, at the same time, it would be scary to hear this, to, like, hear this call, this siren song, another screaming woman. Um, I mean, but, like, I just... It's a beautiful thing. I'm I'm slow to the show, I guess, but, like, you're talking about Hecate, and I Mm -hmm. thought of, like, Hades and Persephone as well, just Mm -hmm. being kind of chilling in that realm. Yeah. But then also, like, Guan Yin. Yeah, exactly. Also, I, like, d- depending on the circumstance, she's definitely not a banshee, but, like, she ushers people into the afterlife with a giant lotus. Yeah. But, like, she's not... That's se- considered beautiful. Yeah, she's not seen as this, like... Also, different culture, though, that considers yeah, mur- death in a different way. Murder scream. But, yeah, yeah. it's just interesting. Like, uh, the, the stories that we have, though, for those moments, like, across civilization, I think is really interesting. Yeah. And and I mean, like I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to say about that. It mostly just bumps me out. <laughs> um, but you keep kind of saying like a scary screaming woman. So let's talk about the image, the image of a banshee. What Ooh. do you, what do you think of? Um, well, you... if video video games have yeah, taught me anything, one hundred percent. I I, <laughs> um, I think of like this is dumb, but like I think of like the the Castlevania type. Imagery. I mean, I am not, I'm so, not familiar actually. Um, the Banshee is 16 bit. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's like um, the Banshee just has like ripped gray black cloth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I don't even think in, or I guess I would say more of like a Dark Souls. Like I think of like. Oh, like the drapey, yeah, flowy. But I think of like, like creep, like. Gross. You I'm don't want to hug her. I'm sorry, Banshee. <laughs> I think of like a very like uh, wispy. Mm-hmm. body but like a, a very like skeletal frame totally. like it's very like you know there's bones in there and I don't want to hug you yeah um, and I always think of of stringy wet hair but that could be because video games totally <laughs> yeah no but well th- thanks Dark Souls but um I think it's because like outside of like video games and stuff the Banshee like in a real word real 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 world. Thank you. A real world scenario. It was a thunderstorm outside. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, yeah, cool. We're not going to go outside. And so I was just like, oh, she's wet. Like yeah. it was, it was just very much like a, 
uh, like in that moment, my roommate was so, so determined. Like he was just like, we are like, you're not going outside. And I was just like, okay. Like it wasn't my place to question him other than I really wanted to get some beer and pizza, but (laughs) it was not the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, according to, according to reports and such, um, that's kind of actually what the image is. It's typically of a woman. I've read both that it usually is either a young woman or an old woman, never in the middle, naturally. Um, And they usually have long flowing hair that's usually pretty ragged, um, clothes that are ripped apart. um, And frequently she's depicted as having a comb stuck in her hair. As to why this is, I don't know. I think it might... I mean, to me, it seems like, well, the most demonic of a woman isn't put together. But I wonder if... <laughs> That's that... 100% just cultural relativism, me looking backwards, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I wonder if, like, like that's the token or that that's the the heirloom that anchors the, mm-hmm. the, the banshee to, the, the comb. to our plane. You know what I mean? I'm wondering, like, how old are combs, though, if it's, like, an 8th century thing? I mean, it could have evolved, but... I mean... There's combs in prehistory. I mean, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I want to get art history on you. But I mean, that's... talk about ancient Greece. That's fine. I mean... That might happen a lot here, folks. Yeah. Buckle up. So, the whole... So, what I find interesting about your friend is that, like I said, they are not the harbingers of death. They are not the yeah. bringers of death. They are merely the one who warns you. And so, frequently, they I, actually don't even, like, touch you. They're They're usually kind yeah. all they do is keen or scream like they they scream like a wild animal that's the whole kind of premise I, and that's because they're grieving i um, think it's, it potentially is like the well one i think seeing anything or experiencing anything that's supernatural that you can't explain you're like i don't even want to deal with that because you either have to rationalize it with yourself or talk to I mean, someone yeah. but also like it's the out of sight out of mind if i don't hear the banshee scream no one's my family's fine, fine. Yeah. which is i think I think both sides of the coin here are flawed. But, yeah. like, I'm definitely in that camp. Like, yo, like, if I don't go outside, I don't hear the banshee. Like, nothing's yeah. happening right now. Like, everybody's safe. Totally. But, like, if I had, like, I'm superstitious. Like, if somebody was flying and it, it was, like, raining outside, I'm like, mm, cool, I don't need to go outside and hear the banshee. Well, really, all you have to do is just don't steal their comb. The whole, like... The lore is that if you steal their comb, they will become violent. Um, but other than that, they seem to be pretty independent, independent of themselves. Um, Are you going to talk about, we, I jumped in on um, talking about video games. But, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but known as the Keening Woman or the Washing Woman, mm-hmm. can we circle back? Because I believe it's one of the Scottish ones where she's washing arm. Talk about Ooh, that yeah, shit yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it is kind of a, it is a Scottish, more Scottish image of a banshee. Um, that lore is more tied to the fact that the banshee is a woman whose partner um, died in battle. So she's kind of, she's known as the Washing Woman because the image of her is less just about this like, wraith floating through a cemetery and more that you see a woman washing bloody clothes in a creek or in water mm-hmm. um, and, and it, she's con- she's perpetually washing the clothes of her beloved yeah she she's unable so to remove cool. the blood but also <laughs> i think we read that there, there's been instances of um individuals 
who have written down, like, I saw this woman washing armor and she was washing mine. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't. Oh, I, that's so cool. I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't console her. And when I went to approach her, like, when I, like, went around the bridge to get to the the side of the, the riverbank or whatever, she had gone. So the spectral supernatural or something within someone's mind, like, they couldn't have that conversation. Because um, I, I think whether you're a spectral being stuck in those routines of, like, you can't get out because you haven't been forgiven or you haven't forgiven and you're just there perpetually washing is one thing. Yeah. But then for some, for whether it's like in your brain or you're being, if you as the specter are being seen by others and they project or you project that it's their armor, you know, like I like any way you look at it, I think is flipping spooky. I think so too. But also like, Kind of dope. I think it's really I, I like I feel really lame calling saying it dope in that <laughs> moment, but like that's well, some, I think it's interesting because it it, harken, it it connects back to kind of what my belief is about ghosts. It's ghosts to me tend to I believe that it's when there's unresolved energy, mm-hmm. um, trauma or strong emotions, even if it's love. It doesn't have to be this big traumatic thing, but um, I like that idea with Banshees because it's the idea that like grief is so eminent and so like strong that they are perpetually stuck in this cycle of just not necessarily kind of bringing grief to other people, not via death, but like this will happen to you. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's very interesting and I think the implications of it are interesting do you want to go into like the sociology of it oh my god (laughs) the body language that just happened she just like leaned up on the microphone so from a historical perspective so a lot of the things that i read the banshee is kind of this like within the christian era it's like a banshee happens when a woman does not process her grief correctly Correctly being, I I I would assume like bury that shit deep down and don't not even bury that. No, that's that's current day. Okay, um, but more of um, like doesn't give grief up to God. Doesn't trust that their their partner goes supposedly where it wants. Mm-hmm. I was unable to find a lot of this kind of messaging. They just kind of a lot of the things that I read just kind of were like, oh well, it's because like you know Christianity was like that's bad. So it's, yeah. I guess, like, a woman should not grieve her partner's passing because she should be onward to the next, almost. Interesting. Um, and trust that the beloved is with God and God knows yeah. whatever. So it was this kind of tricky afterlife, like, you shouldn't be doing this kind of messaging. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> gross. I mean, once again, this is us looking current day, yeah. tobacco. Well, this place you know. is in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, this is also, like, 10th. Also, we're two women, not in the kitchen. Yeah. Right Um, now, currently. Another thing, and this is when I'm bringing up The Witcher. You guys should keep a tally because this is going to happen a lot. One. (laughs) Um, It's going to turn into a drinking game. No, don't drink. It's bad for you. It could be juice. Um, So, I did read in some places that the banshee is what happens when a woman drinks. So, it was this combination of 
if you see a, it was tradition that if you see a grieving woman or a keening woman, you give, you her, give whiskey. her whiskey. You give yeah, her alcohol. I've heard this before. Um, but if she, that was kind of considered by the church to be bad and sinful and, you know, aiding something not great, mm. I think because it then leads to her not getting over, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It's repressive, not... Yeah. Um, but, and I was just like, that doesn't really make that much sense because that's in the era of, like, you drank beer instead of water because water wasn't treated, et cetera. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Then I was playing The Witcher, and it was just an offhanded comment, like, in the, in the world as you're walking by. And someone... It was, uh, like, there was a, one of the creatures called a grave hag, which I guess in this circumstance is kind of similar to a banshee, but they're, they're more like, their bodies turn monstrous. Yeah. And someone literally commented, that's, when you, well, that's what happens when you start giving women, women hooch. And I was just oh, like, whoa. Because Witcher takes place in, I think it's like 1272. Like, you know, in this. Is it like Poland-ish? Um, I actually don't know originally where it is. I mean, the, the lore that they use is, is uh, Slavic and kind of Scandinavian. Because it, it is like a fantastical, like European. Yes, but the whole continent. I, it is this fantastical space, this fantastical European setting. But at the same time, the whole premise of The Witcher is that it's, you know, dark ages and monsters and magic came in. So it's it's not this big made up context, but it's pretty historically accurate plus monsters. Yeah. So I, I thought that was super interesting that it was just like in flavor text, and that it right. added to something that I was kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, and like I guess it's like uh, the Dark Ages on steroids because I it's the Dark Ages for a reason. I think we were a little stupid at the time. Um, not stupid, but. Uh, I mean, they thought that salamanders were birthed from fire because like. They would be dormant I mean, in wood. They would go. You know, set the wood on that's fire not what we're arguing. I no, think it's more no, just like, like honestly. I think we were closer to magic at that point than sure. we ever were. But. I, but like you know, like close to magic by way of by way of the church, whichever church that was. Yeah. Um, I I um, I like the idea of a world where like if I light wood on fire and lizards come out mm-hmm. i'm like that's dope as hell alchemy is real well it's also a world where banshees roam yeah for sure <laughs> like uh i think like that's magical i i'm coming from a place where the internet is rampant and yeah. i can find anything within two seconds that's true so like to have that 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 um that human experience you know just like oh shit fire things you know extrapolated out to the witcher where you're like okay there's i don't don't know what's in the witcher but there seem to be bog people yes um but like have all these things kind of ratcheted up but all of them like even just watching parts of the witcher like everything seems concrete like Mm -hmm. a plus b leads to this thing yeah um which i think in the dark ages or in that era that's very much like the reality where Even in like most recent years, like whether it's UFO sightings or Sasquatch or whatever, like it's not so concrete as A plus B equals this monster. Totally. Um, and I think so, that's a, a, a cool distinction. So since we're thinking about context, um, what do you think is the green? Like 
What? I don't know. I was just trying to guess. Go. I'm sorry. What do you think is the like purpose of a banshee? Like, what did it serve? If we're pulling it out of the metaphysical or out of the spiritual or out of the like doomsdayerness, mm-hmm. what did it like? What purpose? What would the belief in a banshee serve? A potential scapegoat, I think. Okay, so you blame blame the banshee. You blame the banshee for the death of someone in your family. Yeah, like well, like I'm just trying to think of at a time if I were afraid to go outside, or if like for my roommate, he was just like, I don't want to hear it because I don't want anyone. I want my family to be safe, and it wasn't like fuck that banshee. It was more of like like it's he, doing its thing. I'm yeah, doing my it, own thing. yeah. He doesn't want it to happen upon him. Oh yeah. Um, versus. Uh, you know, like, I don't want to go piss off a banshee um, and then have it be, like, a reactionary. Like, I don't think it's, you know, the, I don't think the banshee's, the banshee is, like, seeking vengeance or lashing out. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Fuck. What is the context? Like, why, why would, have, oh, why would believing in a beneficial, why would believing in a banshee be beneficial? Um, it, I think it is a scapegoat. Like, and I don't, I think for some people it's a scapegoat of like, you know, being superstitious. Like, if I'm a, a lady at home and my husband or whatever, my betrothed went to, to battle or something, and I foolishly was outside after dark and I get yelled at and then I find out he dies, like, I, th- I, think, it, I, I think it depends on the person, but mm-hmm. I think it's either a way for them to blame themselves for doing something that they shouldn't be doing because that's why the banshee yelled mm-hmm. or that's what gave the banshee the opportunity. They like, I went and got bread. The banshee yelled at me. I don't think it's like that, like, I have sinned. Here's the penance. Um, but I think it's a way to either avoid responsibility or really hammered down that responsibility for mm. the death of someone else that you had no control over. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally. I, but I think it's very circumstantial on the person. Uh-huh. Like I how also, much do you hate yourself? <laughs> well, I think of it in the kind of opposite realm. It's a warning to women. Mm. Um, this is what happens to you if you do not abide by oh. these rules. So like, you know, the story is, don't drink too much whiskey. I mean, yes, but also it's like, okay, grief should not rule you. Mm-hmm. Um, wallowing should not rule you. And I if like so, that. you turn into this monster, so to speak. Um, I like that a lot. And I also think that, like, I don't, they never mention why these women die because mm-hmm. the, they're dead, obviously. So I think the implication is that they die because of grief, because of heartbreak. So I'm, yeah, that's funny that you said that. I was like, yeah, I have no idea. But I always like when I think of the banshee, like the words that come to mind is just like drowned in sorrow. Whether yeah. it's like physical, literal, or emotional, yeah. Like it's. But also, why is but, it only women? Why only women? That's the real question. Yeah, I don't know. Because women are emotional. Yeah, I guess, but. This is a political podcast. I mean, kind of. (laughs) Well, like, our backgrounds both are in very feminist-based stuff, so, like, it's not surprising. But I don't know. I think a story like this isn't... It's kind of a warning on both sides. Um, Yeah, I guess that's all. What about Banshees in current day? 
Do you think they still hold the same weight? I mean... You don't think about Banshees often unless you're playing a video game. Yeah, but I mean, when I lived in Ireland, like that was 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. and... You thought about it a lot? Not a lot, but like after the first instance of like a really heavy storm, Mm -hmm. and we were like, cool, let's just like go down the street and being told, hell no, you're going to stay here until this this weather passes. Um, Even though it was going into the... Like there was um, a realness to that conversation that I think would would still be consistent now. Hmm. Um, And I don't know if it's... Like if I think of of that place. And I don't know if it's just because of the people that were, were close to me at that time mm-hmm. or, you know, the country in general of Ireland, I think is a little, maybe not superstitious, but like, I think they're a little closer to nature. Yeah. So that, it, that's it what makes I would say. it, you feel a lot less in power when you're in nature. Yeah. As opposed to like in a city. Yeah. But it, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good way to say it being closer to nature. Cause yeah, because like the, the I would say the the spaces outside the the cities and towns are. That's where going out at night would kill you. Yeah, like in that era. Totally, and where, the, I, like there's no, no like, you're gonna die. There's because... no real like apex predators um, in that space, but like if you just think about driving through the countryside, there like there are the mounds, there mm-hmm. are the cairns, and. Like the cairns often are just like the dolmen mm-hmm. that is the, the the stone structures. Hi, I'm an art art background, so there's going to be a lot of uh, just art don't, architecture. Don't apologize. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but you have the dolmens, um, and I think whether you grapple with the fact that you know those are potential passage tombs or not, like I like to. We we don't really know what the dolmens were, but we do know that those structures are inside those passage tombs, so it's potential that the earth has just fallen away um because the dolmens are so far spread out it's unlikely that those were just like dwellings for people Mm -hmm. um particularly prehistory you're probably living relatively close to each other for support and you know hunter-gatherer civilizations um so for them to be dotted out is interesting because of their remoteness to each other yeah so it lends itself to being that that place of mystery. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. it's the other what, whatever they were used for. Um, and some of those some of those spaces are still active today by um, like contemporary Irish pagans. Um, yeah, because some of them have like some of the I don't know which one it was, but it has like an altar built into the side of the stone um, cairn. Um, How about this? So, do you think that there's still a tradition of banshees with soldiers? partners Ooh. i mean maybe if you have an irish background but yeah, i kind of like the idea of that where it's just a constant yeah i don't i don't know if they're like well the banshees in my life now but i a hundred percent there's a superstition there mm-hmm. with many yeah you know um because there is a lack of control and then having oh tyler's talking about lack of control but, oh my god i have to interrupt you about that but, but like think about it if there's a lack of control right like here's a thing that i can hold on oh. to that it's like my wearing my favorite, you know, jersey during my favorite team. Like, there's, like, this thing of, like, cool, if I do this, do this, yeah. this prevents that. Or if I don't do this, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if it's the the clear cut, like, cool, like, the Banshee's in my life now. There's a head tilt Well, there. it's, like, 
you are the banshee though because oh, for so like sure. if you want to talk about lack of control our suite on the, the the screaming women that's what they are they're a representation of a woman that like does not keep her lips sealed yeah like and that seems to be a very scary thing in mm-hmm. these lores like mm-hmm. i mean if we think about sirens if we think about zela Lorona, like she cries but same kind of premise yeah these I mean, I just keep thinking of video game women, but um, they're all these creatures that have no, they have no chill. <laughs> so they yeah. just But it's interesting have no though, because like with a lot of them, or when I think of the Banshee, I don't think of it as this like unhinged wailing. Like it's- But that's what it is. It's keening. So yeah, it's like yeah. literally like crying as if you were an animal. Yeah. But like, I don't, like, I don't think of it as manic though. I think of it as um, emotional and- persistent Mm -hmm. but i don't think of it as like erratic if that makes sense like i think of it as like very powerful oh okay versus like uh like you being unconsolable and sobbing and then just like a fucking mess and then like wanting to run down the street and then collapse it like i don't think of it as like this uh it's like a rage that is yeah like i don't think of it as like a violent uh whale i guess but as like a well, fuck, here we go. Like, it's we're, we're in it. It's just mm-hmm. going. It's being, what did you say? Drowning in grief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just made me think of, uh, like, in Castlevania, the banshee, the whale happens when she attacks you. Yeah. Not pre the attack. That's every, yeah, every video game uses that it, as their it, power. But it's interesting, though. It, the, the whale isn't the attack still. It's mm-hmm. just... It's her, like, precursor? They should have done their homework. It should always... It should be the tell of the attack. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the whale occurs. Something's happening. You're the family member in Mm -hmm. this instance. But... And I remember in Castlevania, it was like, wah, punch, you know? Um, But it is very interesting that it is a trope that's used very frequently in video games because it is this kind of specter that can be turned violent, even though it doesn't... It's not necessarily, like, rooted in that. They are still just the harbingers. They're not the actual people who cast violence but i don't know i think they're super i think they're super rad i would totally befriend a banshee my question for you this might be a dumb question but can a banshee evolve hmm. can can they or not evolve but be transformative so like is there oh is there, thank you for bringing this up because i forgot i read about oh it. this was a genuine question yeah so like just flush out the question can a banshee go from the the wailing woman post too much whiskey to having her own experience to become mm. her higher self. I don't. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I don't know if self reflection is boiled into this, to a banshee. Into well, honestly, into any ghost or any spirit. Um, that would be amazing. I would love that. Well, I just think of that like, would be cool what to know. happened in this room previously. We live in a 1930s convent. Um, oh, like it moving on? Yeah. I mean, probably if they're seen, you know. Yeah. But I mean, and that's the case with any with any spirit. If you kind of honor where it's at, then it's okay. But one thing I did read though is um, in the Scottish tradition, it's more frequently that in that tradition, the banshee only lives until she was supposed to die anyway. Oh, so so it's a premature death. That it's a premature death, and then she basically continues her life, oh, her projected lifespan. Which of course implicates like fate and everything, but um, she finishes her lifespan and then she passes forward, which I think is fascinating because that does have this like self-realization 
purposeful. There is an end point. It's not an endless yeah. toil. It's that you have a mission. You yeah. have to complete it before that's, you die. That's like a, a second time. Uh, an interesting cool. purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where, where it's like, okay, like kind of get your shit together, but, but, but also, not really. Your purpose is to be here and grieve. But also like, if you think of the Banshee as the, the harbinger, mm-hmm. Of, I love that of word. fate or yeah. whatever. Um, for others, I wonder, like, if we think of it in that context, like, that makes the banshees scream like really cool. Like she's warning you. Yeah. Like, like yeah, in, exactly. In, in, in the the highest capacity. Yeah. Versus it's like, her purpose as opposed yeah. to this like doom bringer. Or sad. Oh my god! I think I really turn on the banshee. Oh, dude, I love it. I, like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but. I think that's a really fascinating way to think about it. Plus, it makes it less like sad. <laughs> it doesn't. It don't. I mean, it's still like horribly sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, like what could a banshee actually be? If we're gonna be like incredible cynics, okay, and we're like this shit ain't real. The drunk lady down the street. Are yes. we doing rapid fire? Totally, on this? <laughs> drunk lady down the street. Um, I was thinking wind. Wind can sound yeah. really hostile, especially if you have like I mean, if you're in mid- in middle dark ages and yeah. you're in like. And, log cabins. And like in our experience, we lived very close to decrepit little, I mean, it was in, well intact, but like definitely roofs and stuff were broken in on this castle that was close to us. Oh, in Ireland. I was yeah, like, wait, sorry. where am I living? Sorry. <laughs> um, and like, you know, those, those rocks are like, it's not smooth. Like the wind can get caught in that and whistle and do all that stuff. Um, Especially if it's a storm related, if a lot of people associate it with yeah. storms, like there's definitely scary sounds. Mm-hmm. Done. And, like, I can't speak for my roommate, but, like, it definitely was heightened during... It, it seemed weather or or time of day. Mm. Um, definitely, like, fog, form. night, can't see. But it was a lot of, like, if it was raining, we were not going outside. Yeah. And also, one, you'll get a cold. And also, I, like, think of even modern day. Like, that's when you get into a car accident. You hydroplane. You die. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff. Totally. Anyways... Let's finish with your owl story. The owl story. I can't remember what context this was, but I'm going to say that it was... We'll, we'll stick around the Dark Ages. I, I have no memory. Uh, but we'll think sword shields. There was, like, clamoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've read the story that there was these soldiers who would, you know, you're on a mission or the Crusades. You're headed somewhere, and they would be at rest. And the day that they would get up and they're you know, shambling all their stuff together, uh, potentially would, you know, wake some owls. So then you would just hear these screech or birds. They would just be screeching at them and mm-hmm. they would. Because all of their like swords and shields yeah, and just stuff. just clanking. And just walking forward in formation would wake the forests up. Yeah. And then they would cry. And so these were the sounds of like death being told, like foretold. Yeah. Which is. Interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> but if you like also just break it down to. You hear um, like manufactured sounds, like you hear metal clanking, mm-hmm. or like you know, there there's a, the mechanism of troops marching. There, it's very unnatural versus like the forest. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's not a fucking that's cool thing shit. for like man, no. um, but yeah. I think that's really interesting to think of. Like, cool, like you're. Especially if those birds and stuff are, like, if you're near a town mm-hmm. and you know 
that they're marching out and all you hear is the the kickback of the birds flying away. Yeah. Like, you know that that's death tolling. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> but, like, think of it from, like, the soldier standpoint, right? Like, you're... It's somber. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's a signal to others that you're there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what awaits you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. I'm just trying to. And like, that's probably also where like bird divination comes from too, of just things like that, where it's yeah. like, okay, you can foretell battles because birds are flying in specific directions and stuff. Oh, so fascinating. Anyways. Yeah. Birds are dope. But yeah, like things, <laughs> things, things that the Banshee could be, you know, could be thunder. I mean, like, yeah. The, like could, the crack of lightning, you know? Yeah. Um, or it could just be like the, the amnesia thing, like the video game, where the more you stare into the darkness, the more you see. Yeah. So if you're terrified to have your, I mean, especially if you're terrified to have your family line go out yeah. as a as a a predominant family in Ireland or wherever, um, of course the scariest thing to you is to have your lineage die out by having like your one male son die. Yeah. So like. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. If we think about like what would the biggest fears of that time be, that's definitely one of them. Yeah. So beaches are cool. What banshees? Oh, yeah. I thought you said beaches. Beaches are cool. <laughs> but yeah, so be- banshees are super cool, and I think they should—I don't know—become friends with the banshee because they're like really misunderstood, and they just need to cry it out. Yeah, if you come across your neighborhood banshee, maybe don't give her any more whiskey, but like, don't give her a comb. That feels a little inappropriate. But like, yeah. just say hello and just say you're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't ran into Benji. Maybe don't give her a shoulder to cry on because... Because that would probably take you down. Let's be honest. Don't do that. But Um, yeah, this will... I am saying it right here and right now because I'm forcing Nicole into it, but this is going to be the beginning of our Screaming Women suite because (laughs) I think it's amazing. There's such a lineage and such a like vast, vast number of mythology and stuff with Screaming Women. So let's do it. Let's do it. So thank you for listening to the Night Society. We cannot wait to talk with you again. And uh, we will see you next full moon where we will talk about something else spooky and fantastic.